Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. podcast um i just wanted to start out by saying thank you guys so much for all the support i sound so like fucking hallmark right now but thank you guys so much for the support um <laughs> like a fucking big sale but no for real thank you guys so much for the support on the past two episodes um starting this like i mentioned in the first episode like i was so nervous because like listen i talk to myself a lot both in my head and out loud um anyway (laughs) but but i talked to myself a lot but i for some reason i just thought it was going to be really hard to like make sense of my thoughts for a podcast and um i think there was kind of this fear of you know maybe that there weren't as many shared experiences between us that we all could like you know kind of relate to and stuff like I don't want y'all to come on here and be like, girl, nobody gives a fuck, which very well some of y'all might be, (laughs) because I know, you know, when you see Get Ready With Me's and like vlogs and you're like, bitch, I don't care what you have for breakfast. And there's other people you're like, oh, what kind of hash browns were those? You know, it's very uh, hit or miss, but I hope that, you know, we can kind of relate and talk about life. Like that was the goal here. And I just want to say all the messages I've been receiving, like, I just wanted to put that out there. I shook the house. Houston, I'm deceased. I'm just so thankful and happy that this is what it is. I've just, I've had so much fun already. So anyway, I don't never get sick of it. I don't never get bored. Um, with that being said, kind of on the struggle of like relating to people and like how in your head you can get about that sometimes. That's today's topic. I wanted to talk about just being cringe and kind of like accepting that. (laughs) Here's the thing though. I feel like I got a lot less quote unquote cringe when I started hanging around people that were more honest. Because when you ask your friend group, did anybody piss the bed? And everybody's crickets. Now one of y'all are lying. Like, I know I'm not the only one that woke up with wet sheets sometimes. I know it. I know it. Like, I can smell it like a dog. Like, one of those damn drug dogs at the airport. I know. Well, I can't smell the pee, but I can just smell that y'all wear bed wetters. Like, I know it. Like, I'm not the only one, right? Now, mind you, I pissed the bed until a very late age, like 11 or 12. But um, that's neither here nor there. I could not get my ass out of bed. That's the issue. Anyway, I don't currently piss the bed that often. Um, No, I'm kidding. Um... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, if I still piss the bed, I'm sorry. We we're talking about cringe, but if I still piss the bed, you would have to strap me up to a damn electric chair to be honest about that. I, I'm being real, like honestly. Anyway, but I feel like when you have people in your life that like make you feel bad for being like different or for being honest, like, dude, that's that's so fucking whack. Like that's that's just so fucking whack. Like if I'm willing to be vulnerable and you're not willing to be vulnerable, that's okay. But, dude, it's so much more funny when we're all just, like, honest about those things that make us cringe. I feel like now sometimes, like, especially when I'm out to eat with my friends and stuff like that, I'll feel like we're the only people in the restaurant. And and not in a way of, like, making, like, a disturbance, like, fucking when high schoolers go out to eat at Chick-fil-A and the fucking, oh, can I get a fucking, shut the fuck up, can I get a fucking sandwich? Like, not that bullshit. Like, I'm talking, like, I am talking about stuff and if the table next to me hears that I pissed the bed, I'm not going to use that metaphor the whole time. Like, please don't call me bedwetter. Like, I'm begging you. I am sensitive sometimes. So I I am very, I'm baby sometimes. So I need y'all to just let that one go. Um, I'm the one giving out the information, bitch. I'm telling y'all to let go. But, um, but when I'm sharing something that's like kind of cringe, it's with my friends and everything. I, I'm not like, oh shit, I need to whisper. This is embarrassing. Like, I've kind of come to just not really care. Now, I will say though, for example, when I go out with my friends and mama drinks a little bit too many margaritas, um, you know, when you get the spins or when you are, and for those of y'all that have not experienced that, baby, kiss the ground you are walking on. Because when you get the spins, you get dehydrated, you know that the next morning you're going to be shitting until 3 p.m. and you need to eat Cheez-Its before you go to bed or Taco Bell. If you get Taco Bell, then you're going to be cured. But that's how you know sometimes when i know that i need to i'm not going to use the word but let's just say when i need to get that alcohol out of my body immediately i will set my bare ass on the tile in front of the toilet it doesn't and I, i hate to say it but there is just something about having my bare ass on cold tile that just brings me back to reality like it 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 humbles you. It humbles a man to feel that. Like, it's something like the cooling sensation. It feels like instant AC. Like, that is something that is my truth. I am living in my truth. We did it, Joe. But I love that feeling when I am getting the spins. I shared that the other day, and I feel like, you know, that is, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm not going to lie. It's crazy. But then some people are like, oh, wow. I See, I would never tell anybody about that. <laughs> like... Like, like, that's my truth. That's my truth. And, you know, but if somebody else shared, it's like, oh, I don't do that. But girl, I stick my head out the window like a dog. Thank you, best friend. Thank you, best friend. Like, we are not afraid to be cringe. You know, but then the people, oh, well, golly gee, I would never, I would never show my ass in public. Okay, then baby, you're not fun then, right? (laughs) Like that's that's like the, not to be harsh, but it's like it's like girl, then you're not fun, right? No, at that point, it's like let's be real. Like there has to be some cringe shit that you do. Like what's something cringy that you do? So, you know, I feel like I'm at a place in my life that you know my mom, my friends, my roommate, like it is an equal story time for all those people. I've got nothing to hide. Like it is just lovely just sharing my truth with people. It, it, it brings us together. We are the world. Like it brings us together as a community to share. And the, as the human race, it brings us together to share cringe together. Like 
oh, we are all cringy. We are the world. Like, it's beautiful. I will say there are some people I'm afraid to be cringe in front of. When I am on a first date, no, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. When I am on a first date, I catch myself putting on like an alter ego. That's, and that's, I'm not saying if that's right or if that's wrong. I feel like it's kind of me. It, it's me protecting myself a little bit. But here's the thing. If I go on a first date and it becomes a second date, am I going to keep that alter ego? If it, the second date becomes a third date, I'm going to have to show that cringe sooner or later. So the new mantra is, if I'm cringe, I'm going to show you right away. <laughs> like you are going to see the skeletons in my closet from the jump because then I know you can handle a bitch like me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, why mess around? Why, why come out there? Oh gosh. I would never, I would never put my bare ass on the tile. Oh, no, 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 no. I do. And here's a picture. You know, <laughs> like like us oversharers, like I feel like it's very easy to like overshare with people. And then when it comes to dating, we do not want to overshare. The last thing you want to do when you go out with a man or, you know, whoever you go out with when you go out with a date, the last thing you want to do is talk about your ex, right? That's what people say. That's what, you know, that's what the streets are saying. You don't want to talk about your ex when you're out. And I agree, it's a little bit of a red flag. But dude, if you're going to tell a story or something and it just so happens to come up, would I rather just organically tell the story that I was going to tell or would I rather be like, oh, and then I, like I'm handcuffed in somebody's car, like with the blindfold on. Like, no, I want to share what I want to talk about. And no tea, I'm sure y'all relate to this. Um, if you tell me I can't talk about something, well, motherfucker, what is on my head right now? <laughs> like, it's like, oh my God, don't put that in my head. Like, don't tell me, oh girl, please don't talk about your exes on a first date. Um, I, it, it, I agree, sometimes it's toxic. No, you know when it's toxic, it's when they're trashing their ex. That is really cringe. That's like cringe in a bad way, not cringe in a cute way. It's like, oh, you're trashing this person? Like, excuse me. Like, whoa. That's that's like, that tells me more about you than it does them. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody's like, oh, my ex was crazy. Now, what'd you do to make him crazy? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I have to ask. I do have to ask. I, I turn into fucking, um, what's her name? Diane Sawyer. Like, girl, talk about CBS News. Like, were you silent or were you silenced? Like that is me in that moment. So anyway, when, when people have a standard of like what cringe is, it's like sometimes people are just afraid to be judged. And that's fair. I am too. You know, like, like I just said, when I'm on a first date, I don't like letting my ass hang out completely. Like I'm going to save a little bit of the crazy as a surprise, as a treat, you know, for later, but I'm at least going to be myself, you know, like, and being myself is kind of being like unfiltered and cringe sometimes like I am not gonna be worried like about coming off as goofy or coming off as silly or for example like I know like cussing like is a big thing for a lot of people but like we're done we're done with the like we're not I, I mean like... I cuss like a sailor but you know that has just always been me but you know I don't think that makes me any less of a of a valuable date so it's like okay if I cuss on the first date you're gonna hear a cuss word if we get married baby like you're gonna hear a cuss word if we have a third date so I might as well let it rip on the first one 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a bad person for that, you know? At least I don't think so. It's like, girl, we probably got the fucking nun community watching this right now. And they're like, oh, yeah, girl. Besides y'all, y'all get me. Like, it's, it's like... Why am I going to be scared to be someone else's definition of cringe? Like, it makes me happy. And if I'm happy being open and honest about even, like, embarrassing points in my life, I'm going to go ahead and share that. I'm going to let it rip. You know when you will be, like, laying down and it'll be 2 a.m. and all of a sudden you remember, oh, remember in high school when you choked on those mashed potatoes at lunch? What the fuck, James? No, where'd that come from? Like, why, why now? Like, why now? So that's... That's one thing about cringe, too. You cringe at yourself from years ago. It's like, damn, remember five years ago when I said you too when the waitress said enjoy your food? It's really that serious sometimes. But that's that's cringe. You know, when you're cringing at yourself, but when you're beating yourself up like that, then I'm immediately going to externalize that because I cannot hold that shit in because I turn into a weirdo. When I start holding in, like, you know, if I at dinner and I'm, like, tripping over my words and stuff— I'm going to say, damn, I can't talk tonight. Then, now, whoever I'm with at dinner knows that I'm realizing that I sound like a fucking dumbass right now. Maybe they didn't even know I felt like I sounded like a dumbass, or maybe they did not think that. But I'm letting them know, honey, I am not on my best performance tonight. And I am cringing at myself. So please give me some sympathy and donate a couple dollars because I'm going through it tonight. (laughs) But it's it's like I need to get that out in the open. I need to let people know when I'm cringing because if I don't, I'm awkward, dude. I'm so awkward, like especially on dates. When you when you start saying things and it's like nothing I'm saying is right right now. Oh my gosh. I'm like, it's like I'm sitting on a fucking cactus or like a razor blades up my ass. Like I'm sitting there like, God, why am I, what am I fucking, what the hell am I saying right now? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, like that's, that's too real. Like, that's why you just have to be okay being cringe. Every single person you know, even the most eloquent fucking speaker in the world, cringes at themselves sometimes. And, like, dude, it's like every good writer has writer's block. Every good speaker thinks they sound like a dumb ass sometimes. Like, there's definitely a line, though, where I feel like there's some people that I know that almost do it too much where they're like, God, I'm so stupid. God, I sound... God, I sound like an idiot. God, I sound whatever. It's like, okay, now you're protecting something. Now, now it's like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Baby, be easy on yourself. And I've, I've hit that boundary a couple times too. So there's definitely, you can overcompensate here. Not everything you say is stupid. 
and not everything you say sounds stupid, but if you are always worried about sounding stupid and are constantly like, God, I, I sound stupid, I sound stupid, that's different. That's not being okay with your cringe. That's, that's that you don't think you should take up space in a conversation. Everybody has stupid moments. Everybody has brilliant moments. And a lot of times the shit you think that sounds stupid sounds brilliant to somebody else. Girl, I am currently on the ground with my headphones in, rambling, drinking a pink drink. If this resonates with y'all, I am so happy. But let me, I am not at a TED Talk podium right now trying to give the best speech of my life. Like, I'm just talking shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, that's the thing. I'm being easy on myself right now. I'm just talking, you know? But, like, and if it sounds cringe to somebody, I haven't, I haven't worried about that. I'm not like, oh, God, this might sound cringe. Dude, people. We all have the attention span of gerbils. If I say something cringe in public or with my friends, people are going to forget about the shit. I'll remember, but everybody else is going to forget. Anyway, speaking of the pink drink, let's talk about that real quick. So, did James Charles actually invent the <laughs> girl? Because I just saw that on Twitter where somebody said that James Charles is the one that invented the pink drink. You know, they say that a broken clock is right twice a day. And if that is the case, then he was right about that palette and he was right about the pink drink because I have not had one of these in a minute, but I know two things. When it gets hot outside and you get that strawberry acai refresher with the lemonade in it and then a pink drink, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, there's just something about it. But anyway, I, I swear this pink drink got me calm and collected tonight. Like I am just, I'm talking up a storm. Um, I'm curious. To everybody listening, do you feel like you have people in your life that allow you to be cringe and you don't feel stupid? Like you don't feel judged? Like you feel like people can laugh with you and not at you? Because that is such an essential thing to just survival and living is feeling like people are rooting for you even when you are, <laughs> are a little goofy. Like being a goofy, spontaneous you know, dorky ADHD person is my brand. So when you say you don't like those things, it's like, okay, I feel like you don't like me. That's the issue. When you come in touch with those things, like, girl, when I have that ODH, oh, Odie, who the hell's Odie? When I have that, isn't Odie a dog and something anyway? No, that's Garfield dog. <laughs> <laughs> when I have that ODHD, when I have that ADHD flare up, like that's me. So if somebody's like, I don't like that part of you, uh, I, I've come to terms with that. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with my cringe. I'm okay with my ADHD. That's me. So I'm very sensitive about that. I don't know. Like I'm sensitive. Like I need people around me that I feel okay being whatever version of myself. Now, if that version of myself is down in the dumps and self-deprecating, yeah, I hope that my friends are there to lift me up, but they're not there to change me. Like, like they're not there to change everything about me. They're there to like improve my life. But like, there's some things you just got to take the fucking L. I'm cringe. Take the fucking L. Like, y'all just need to get over it. <laughs> I'm not going to be, hi, I'm normal. Fucking SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, the girl, that's not, that, that's the whole SpongeBob episode. Like, let's talk about it. SpongeBob psychology for a minute. That episode of SpongeBob where he's like, hi, I'm normal. Squidward's like, 
damn, I miss your annoying fucking ass. I miss when you were annoying. Like, I miss when you were, like, banging on my door, like, and shit. And see, that's such a, that's such a beautiful life lesson, isn't it? Wow, I, that's fucking, he's the new Bob Ross for me. Like, SpongeBob really made some points in that episode because he said, look, I'm normal now. Do you like me? And Squidward goes, no, I don't. I miss you. Yeah, I know you miss me. I know you miss this fat ass. Now, I'm going to go back, and you better treat me with some respect. And Squidward said, okay, I will. Girl, I'm writing some fucking Wattpad fan fiction right now. <laughs> but he was like, that's such a, such a powerful moment in cinema. These cringy things and these quirky things about me. I'm quirky, I'm quirky. But those fucking quirky things about me, like, bitch, that's me. That's me. I, I wish nothing more for everybody in the world to, like, unapologetically know themselves and accept what they want to accept and work on what they want to work on but knowing yourself the good the bad and the ugly baby then you can go from there if you are hiding those cringe parts of you and hiding those parts of you and acting like they're not there let her rip because owning those parts of you and finding people that can love those parts of you mm, it's like damn you love me even though i fart a little bit in the bed like <laughs> Now, with that being said, if my partner starts farting in the bed, oh, fuck no, get that, get out of my house. But no, if I do it, oh, you better say, oh, baby, you're so cute. Like, <laughs> like I need, I need that. Like, I need that. Oh, God damn it. Like, I swear, like, I need that. I need to know that if I fart, it's not going to be over. Like, please, Lord. That's all I need. Oh, my God. Every time I say please, Lord, it makes me think of uh, the Pearl scene where she's like, please, Lord, let me be the biggest star. Speaking of, girl, that that is what life has been feeling like lately. Not Pearl, but life has been feeling like some fucking A24 shit because I am like overanalyzing everything. That is how I make sense of the world. I am an overanalyzer through and through. But I am like, whoa, this person in my present is a continuation of this person in the past that I lost touch with and now they are healing that inner child, like literally I'm doing, which I mean, honey, a lot of those conclusions I'm drawing are very valid, but I am such an overanalyzer that it feels like I'm living a fucking film. Like I'm living a fucking A24, like cinematic everything, everywhere, all at once day, every day. But you know, that is, that is what I have to do. I have to make sense of things. I am a logic person. I need to know. You know, it's kind of like those episodes of Unwrapped. Uh, do y'all watch that series on YouTube? If if you haven't, girl, it shows you like how Twix bars are made and how like cotton candy's made and stuff. And it is, it just, it puts peace in my heart because I'm like, oh, that's how it's made. Now there's certain episodes like hot dogs. I wish I would have just minded my own fucking business because it's like, I don't want to know how that's made. Unwrapped? No, wrap it back up. Like, I don't want to know how hot dogs are made. You know, but like Twix bars, I'm like, oh, cute. Like, I love that. That's how they, that's how they, you know, have the little like cracker base in it. Like, oh, that's cute. But then you look up hot dogs and damn, there was something. Oh, the, the episodes where they do like McDonald's and stuff. You're like, oh, hell no. Dude, I could do a whole episode of McDonald's. Why do I feel like shit every time I eat it now? 
it used to not be like that, right? Like, it used to be where you could eat McDonald's and it was good, like, or at least decent. But now it feels like I'm in like a food coma every time I eat McDonald's and I am grabbing the wall for dear life in the morning. It's like it, you're eating like food that like it, it, it's it's like not meant for humans. Like I don't know how to explain. It. <laughs> like it's literally always so nasty and like heavy on me. Dude, I need to go to McDonald's therapy because it's like actually like I hope you guys relate to this because like well I don't hope you relate to this because it's like torture. But like I hope you get what I mean when I say like McDonald's like got bad recently. Their Sprite will forever be good. Sprite, if you're listening to this, no, I'm not talking about you, baby. I'm talking about everybody else that you work with, your coworkers, the burgers and the fries. But the Sprite is always lovely, gal. Um, see, now I'm talking about McDonald's. So something tells me, like, this the whole episode fucking... This episode's off the rails, baby. Um, But anyway, long story short, accept your cringe love your cringe and know that if you if you can't love your cringe how in the hell is anybody else gonna love your cringe can i get an amen up in here find those people that love every side of you and love every side of yourself that is the most important thing to know that has changed my life and it'll change yours too um I just, I live by that now. I'm like, if it is a side of myself that I'm embarrassed to share, chances are somebody else is embarrassed to show it too. And then y'all have formed a bond. Guess what, babe? We both wet the bed. Let's like maximize our joint sleigh. Well done, mama. I love you all so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Tanning Booth episode three. I am I'm actually sticking to every Friday, bitch. We need to talk about it. Like I yes, mama. Um, but anyway, I will see you next week. This is the tanning booth. Love you. Bye. Got a minute? Get a tan. Hi, Taco Bell. Yes, are you hiring today? <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.